And that is why you don't count your chickens before they hatch. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Cover Band Confidential Podcast, the podcast for cover band musicians and band leaders to learn how to rock more and suck less. Here in Atlanta, Georgia, I am Adam Johnson. And here in Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. So we're back in business, I guess. Are we? Well, it's just, so last week I was talking about like, oh, all these things are happening. Mm. And um, the, you know, the the wave of gigs happening is that gigs don't happen. Right. And things are fluid and that kind of thing. And it's been a weird week because li- I, I honestly don't, like, I haven't felt the general anxiety of like gig stuff kind of bubbling up in myself. Yep. Um, and that started again this week because we were supposed to play tomorrow for a municipal event. Um, so the, the deal was we were supposed to play tomorrow for a municipal event. And then we were going to do two shows on a Friday and Saturday for the same group of people. Right. It was like a, right. yes. an open air thing. Yes. And both of them got canceled. <sighs> so here's the deal with that. So tomorrow's gig, um, you know, we've got what, 17 hurricanes blowing in the ocean. Yeah. All lined and, up like, um, like rockets. So one of those are kind of like working its way through uh, our lovely state. And so they were like, hey, it's not looking good. You know, can you do October 2nd, which we were already booked for? And so, but the other client hadn't given us our contract. So I was like, I had to do like the full court press where I had called them one day and left an email the next day. And then I was like, listen, Mm. we have a potential conflict with this and you haven't come gotten back to us, you know, what's the deal? And they were like, sorry, so we can't do it. And so we're going to push to the spring and yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay. So we ended up having a scramble to try to take the show that we were supposed to do that following Friday for the, this coming Friday. So, um, as of right now, it's all sorted out. So we're doing one show instead of three shows, uh, which is fine. Um, it's disappointing. Those were all very good paying gigs and they're not happening anymore. But it's better than no shows, which is what it's been for the last, you know. That is true. Yeah. Um, you know, we were trying to scramble for a couple of things like the um, <laughs> the Rubik's Cubes that had not gotten painted were finally masked and painted this week. Mm. And it was just it was just a sore spot trying to get them finished. Uh, so I do have an extra few days to do that. On, the, uh, on that front, though, uh, I got a call yesterday to do an outdoor wedding on Saturday in Alabama, which is like a three and a half hour drive, unfortunately. Um, but I told them what it was going to cost for me to go. And they said, we can do that. So I am doing that. Okay. Um, we're kind of in the putting all the songs together because it's a band that I've never met. Um, and the <clears throat> the interesting thing about that today is that um, I got... Uh, a message and I was just like, Hey man, here's just a video of me singing. So you're not freaked out. And he's like, Oh, I've been listening to the podcast for the past two years. So there's that. There's that. And that feels, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, crap, I get, I hope I live up to the hype. No, yeah. Now. You got to go perform or we're, you know, I really, yeah. I, you know, the pressure <laughs> really bad. actually has ratcheted up because I do need to do a good job. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is, this is the downside of being a public figure. You know, you got to, Live up to the rep. Well, that's the funny thing is that I'm somehow a public. That's figure. weird, isn't it? Um, yeah. It, yeah, and it doesn't feel like that's the case. No, it's but, of um, course it's not. But if you know, I don't know. It's weird. This is one of those weird situations yeah. where, like, yeah, and people are like, oh, well, what are you going to do if it doesn't go well? I was like, I'm pretty well behaved. I don't <laughs> <seem> to 
say bad things. Probably won't curse on stage. Who knows? Well, not not even that. Like I'm not. I'm also not going to spill a whole bunch of tea. Um, right. About how the gig goes or doesn't go sure. because that's just we don't normally do that. Right. You know, if there's a teachable moment out of it, we'll talk about it. But otherwise, we don't really yeah. mess with it. Yeah. So yeah, so I went from three shows to no shows to two shows, and then I've got um, a week off. We're going to go up to Gatlinburg, Tennessee, with the boys nice. um, for fall break, Fun. and then I've got an acoustic gig, and then two solo weddings, and that's my October. Well, it's a lot more than my October. I'm looking to get us booked back in at uh, the brewery that we played at a couple weeks ago. Um, but apart from that, I got nothing. Yeah. Um, I will say the band, the Clayhee Lincolns, um, it appears that I'm the holdout in terms of comfort getting back on stage. It appears I am the yeah. last one to give up the concern about everything. Um, so I'm not quite sure what I'm going to do about that. I'll either get over myself and and get my wife over it, which is the bigger part. Yeah. I don't know if it's necessarily getting over yourself or whatever. I still like, I think Dave Hamilton's kind of approach has been the way that I feel about things. You know, if I don't feel comfortable inviting my family to something, then I don't think I should do it. Right. This, this wedding being outdoors kind of is, is a bit of a, a wiggle room. Cause like my family can't go. Right. So, you know, I am, in, in, you know, I'm taking on that risk on my own. Um, I still feel like like I'm going to bring my own mic. I'm going to bring all my own gear. Sure. Um, I'll mask up until I don't need to. And, um, you know, I just, I, I still feel like the, the risk reward balance is there. Sure. 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 I guess we'll, we will. And the, um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. At some point, at some point, um, I'll have to, I'll have to do that math. Cause I'm, I am getting some pressure from the guys about it. So I think, you know, at least for from a musician standpoint, the likelihood of you catching it is not as high as the likelihood of you spreading Certainly. it. Certainly. And and for for me, part of the math is like, do I want to be part of the problem or part of the solution? You know, and um Well, but what does p- being part of the problem look like and what does being a part of the solution look like? It's 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 kind of getting murkier, I guess. I suppose. I mean, I'm not sure I can really go there without going full political. Um uh, which we, you know, we, we've, we've avoided so far. Um, yeah. you know, I mean, the, if, if we were making decisions from a purely epidemiological perspective, we would be shut down hard. There'd be no bars to play at, yeah. but that's not the only perspective we're operating from as a culture. And, um, that leaves us with some, you know, nuance in our decision-making about whether we ought to be there or ought not to be there or, yeah. you know, so, um, is, any kind of live gathering in public, a, a, you know, a risk factor socially, you know, sociologically. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's definitely, there's a branding component to that because True. like, yep. I, I know plenty of guys that are playing that don't talk about it. Yes. They're not advertising. They're just, you know, they're, they're collecting their checks yep. and they're, you know, they're taking on that risk, but they're not telling people because they, because the PR potential right. like PR blowback. Right. 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 So, so I have I mean, some concern about that too. And sure, you know, whole thing. Anyway, the, it's, um, it's gonna, the time will come when I'm sure I will just throw my hands up and we'll do it. Um, well, I think, you know, like what David said, like, you know, if, if everybody agrees to do like the, the test and everybody comes back negative yep. and like the, the, yeah, the mitigation has been done, you know, then you kind of 
go from there. Yep. 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 Uh, so we'll figure that out. I didn't, I don't, uh, yeah, I don't have a good answer about it yet, but I definitely, there's some morbid curiosity about taking the antibody test. Like to have, like, have I already gotten it? Like uh, I have been more careful than most. Hang on. Say that. Like, say that sentence again. If I took the antibody test and like I had the, so like I've been more careful than most, but if I took the antibody test and like I had it, I wouldn't be surprised. You know what I mean? Well, I will tell you, I had a really, really nasty flu and cough in like January. Um, and it was brutal and mm-hmm. I canceled shows. You remember we talked about it, but way back then. And, um, and then my wife also was sick in that same kind of time frame, uh, but our kid was not. And she went and took an yeah. antibody test thinking maybe that was, and, and it came back negative. So, um, probably it wasn't that right so you know who knows who knows there's there is no yeah no it's there there are no good answers (laughs) there are no good answers our our, um our county uh school district right now is having a just an endless meeting that i eavesdropped on a little bit online about going back to school and it's it's uh, i I couldn't i couldn't go on it was parliamentary procedure hell it was the worst thing i've ever heard happening in a meeting and, it, and there was no content to it. It was just, I second that motion. What's the motion? I vote. Yeah. I, you know, it was like pure Robert's rules and no content. And so I couldn't go on. Yeah, we, we definitely, so our, our boys did their first full day at school mm. this week. Yeah. So they go one day a week. Okay. Um, my, our kindergarten, he's the only kid in his class, hmm. like the only one. Wow. Um, but it was like the first time on the school bus and like the first time eating lunch in the lunchroom. Nice. And it was like all of those things. And he was pretty, properly freaked out sure. until like he happened and then he loved it. He thought it was great. great. So, you know, it, it, you know, it, it feels weird as a parent because they're going through this normal rite of passage in this very unnormal, you know, time frame. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, we'll just have to see. We will. We will. And, you know, the, the, all along this time we've thought we could see the future and we just so completely can't. So, nope. There you go. I want to say thanks to everybody who's uh, tuning in to the live stream. We've got, um, you know, just about a dozen people hanging out, doing stuff. So thank you guys for checking it out. Um, well, listening to us have com- this real bummer of a conversation. So thank you for <laughs> No, but I mean, I think I think every, this is this is relatable stuff. This yeah, is what, sure, you know, sure. we are all kind of feeling. Sure. So uh, feel free to drop a line in the comments. We may be able to address things. We definitely have something we want to talk about yep. uh, this evening or whenever it is that you're listening to this. But uh, we are grateful for everybody for checking it out. So do you have any other fun things you want to talk about? Um, I added some color to my back wall for my streaming layout there. Those of you watching on the video can see I now have two new Hue Play lights. My whole house blue. is Hue Hues, and I got yeah. a blue and a pink, and um, but Hank. they can be any color that I set them to be. And then I have these um, marquee letters there that are my initials that um, look really pretty standing in front of that pink light. So I'm pretty happy about yeah, it. Yeah, I've got whatever this is, whatever this is a yeah, green screen of something. Yeah. I, I've been actually, this one has been pretty, this has been the one that I've stuck yeah. with the past yeah. month it's or so. Record shop, right? it's a- yeah. It's, it's a, it's a, it's an art installation of punk, uh, show Sweet. flyers. That's good. That's good. And well, and, and so the point is, I think the takeaway is, you know, as you are doing live streaming, cause it's what we do now, yep. um, you know, you can either be that guy who props his phone up against the wall and, you know, doesn't, care and is DIY and whatever about it. Or you can take a little thought to what your background looks That's like. That's some ambiance. Ambiance. Put a little, put a little, a little zhuzh on it. hundred percent. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, other than that, you know, because we were prepping for show stuff, um, 
I, I, I've been using my Helix floor from most everything, but because, uh, I I'm putting on the, uh, lead singer, uh, mantle, um, I really been digging into my HX stomp mm-hmm. because that's my lead singer rig. Um, so I've been tweaking a lot of tones and like just messing around with presets and kind of organizing things. And, um, man, what a great little unit. Hmm. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Um, sounds great. And, uh, you can't beat the form factor. Sure. Um, our other guitar player and members only just bought one. Nice. So, you know, we're definitely bought into that. Actually now our entire frontline is running HX stomps. Cool. So that's good. You know, at some point, maybe we should like put them in a rack. What I would love if they could just put the processing, like, I mean, you could technically get two rigs out of one helix rack, but I don't know. It feels like a lot of eggs in a basket. Yeah. And a lot of, um, programming, you know, you like, you'd have to program all the guitarist patches and all the changes and stuff. And, um, but I could do that. I could, do you could fully in, do in it. Band you could fully do it. Yeah. Yeah. And sync it to band helper and sync it to tracks stuff. and all that stuff. Totally. You could, um, or you could tell your guitarist, go deal with this yourself. Yeah. You could just put it on the floor and just stop. Stomp on it. A baby about it. It's a stomp. Just stomp it. Yep. Fully. Definitely the case. Yep. So what do you think of the pod, the, uh, the, the pod go, um, haven't had a chance to mess around with it yet. Uh, this is, uh, Brent, in the, uh, in the live stream. Um, I know a lot of people who have them and think they're really great. I think the one thing about the pod go that is different from the other helix, uh, ecosystem is that the blocks are preset. Mm-hmm. So there's an amp block and a cab block and an EQ block. And those things are kind of in series and they can't be manipulated in the same way. So like, if you wanted to put your chorus or delay behind the cabinet, you can't necessarily do that the same way. Yeah. I, I will say though, um, <laughs> for all of the Helix infrastructures, um, flexibility and power and ability to mess around with stuff. I have one setup I play all night. Let's be honest. Yeah. And frankly, that, that pod go could probably, I, I bet I would do just fine on one of those. Yeah. I like the form factor. I like the idea of having a, something with a volume yep. or an expression pedal yes. on a box about that size. Mm-hmm. I dig that idea. Um, I've got probably two, I've got more of like a mid gainy kind of a, like a voxy or like a, like a plexi kind of sound mm-hmm. that I play for most of my stuff. And then the back half of the night when we're doing like all the hair metal stuff, I've got, um, like a dedicated sound for that. That's a, just got a bit more gain. Sure. It's a bit sure. I think m- my point though is, um, in there, there are times when I could do with a whole lot less fussing around, Yeah, you know, it's something that kind of channels my creativity toward likely success is, uh, <laughs> probably a good thing for me. So I think it's a good idea. I think, I, I think obviously it sounds just as good as a helix and, yep. um, yeah, I think the price is right for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah Brent was saying, if you're, uh, if you're not into messing around with the, uh, minutia looks like a good deal. And I think totally yeah, agree. Totally on the same page there. But yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd be down to try one if uh, Line Six wants to send us a unit. I will gladly Absolutely. put a review. I will on our mention page. it on the podcast. I'll put it on the YouTube channel. We'll, you know, we'll do whatever. Heck yeah. So yeah. Um, well, uh, yeah, I guess that's that kind of catches us up to all of the other things. So, are we ready to get into the meat? Yeah, and yeah, and we should probably issue a blanket apology before this one too. Yeah, this is a bit of a bummer, con you know, conversation as well. Um, we because there's not a lot of gig stuff to talk about. We do kind of just start digging into the cultural stuff around being a musician and you know the news and stuff. So on on one hand, that means we get to talk about cool things like Fender having their greatest sales year ever, yeah. 
due to a pandemic. And those are good things. And I think Fender has been really good about um, kind of spreading, spreading the goodwill and being good ambassadors to like the music population. And to be fair, I would say Gibson with um, their Gibson TV content um, has been really awesome. Like really kind of like speaking to the community writ large um, I just watched the, uh, the episode of the collection that they did where Mark Agnesi went to, uh, Joe Bonamassa's condo in Nashville and he just looked through like his, his Nashville collection of things. It's just ridiculous. <laughs> just the coolest stuff you've ever seen. And like the rarest things of all time. And these are just like, yeah, you know, and he lives like right in the Gulch. Like it's just, you know, he's right in the middle of everything Yeah, and you, you'd walk right by him. You'd never even know. Right. It's crazy. Very cool. But that's not what we're talking about this week. Not tonight. So um, a couple months ago, I did a video on the YouTube channel about um, toxic music culture and just kind of like the call-outness of guitar players in general. Like it's it's guitar, the guitar community is its own bubble. You know the guitar player's handshake, right? Oh, guitar player's handshake, I'm better than you. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I can, I can, I can dig that. Um, so there, there's a part of it that there's a, there's some positivity behind it. I feel like there is a, there's a population that is willing to lift up other musicians and kind of give them, uh, the credit that they deserve and, and the glad handing and the congratulatory things. But there's also this really cruddy, toxic subset of that population that just wants to you know, for lack of a better term, just shit on everything. And I kind of feel like that one has reared its head a bit more in this season. And, you know, we as a podcast don't really deal with a lot of negativity that, you know, that changed this past week with um, (laughs) somebody in the group who just decided that they, they didn't like um, how a conversation went and I tried to, you know, change the the tone and they just weren't having it. I had to let them go. Um, and was that the first, this first I've, I've seen of us having to do that in the Facebook group. I have had to do it maybe once or twice before yeah. in the two to three years that we've done that. Um, this person had not been a contributor. He had posted maybe a handful of comments total. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he wasn't like a regular contributor. And, and you know, the, the cool thing about the Facebook thing is I know who the regular contributors are. Right. I've got a top 10 yeah. and, um, those are, those guys are great, mm-hmm. um, encouraging people. They provide good information. They share a lot of their, inf- their they share their stuff. Um, and they, a lot, a lot of them also are, are Patreon supporters. Yeah. So, yep. you know, there are bread and butter. We appreciate them a whole lot. Totally. Um, but the whole part of that that we've got to figure out, you know, as a community is that, you know, we need to, we need to make sure that it's a place where you can get good feedback. And if you aren't willing to provide that, then like you're, it's probably not the place for you. Yeah. You know, what I had said in, in that moment was there are plenty of other places to be crappy on the internet. This just isn't one of right. them. Right. And, but, and to be real clear, you know, um, we moderate that Facebook group hard. Yeah, we do. I, yeah. I, I replied in that thread, you know, this ain't a democracy and you have no rights. And it was like, ha ha, yeah. only serious. Um, yeah. We moderate hard. And and that's, that's to keep it a place where it is um, valuable and positive and contributes to people's efforts rather than just being, you know, well, I have the right to just spout whatever nonsense I feel at the moment. 
Well, and he kind of did the whole like middle fingers up as he, you know, was. It was not graceful. The... His exit was not no. graceful. Yeah. And and his whole thing was, well, the only reason why people are here is because, you know, it's free. And that's that's true. You know, we have a thousand, roughly a thousand members and they, you know, we don't we don't we're not precious with our information. That's right. like the whole point is to share it. Yep. And um, just because something isn't, you know, just because you don't pay for something doesn't mean it's not valuable and it's not good. Um, but, you know, with the fact that there is no barrier of entry other than some very basic questions, um, you know, you're going to have to deal with the riffraff, I guess you could say. And, you know, he he went so far as to say, oh, I never even come here. And then he managed to go onto my personal page <laughs> and be crappy there, too. So, um, yeah, for a person. Yeah. Yeah. And, and this, uh, the, the the conversation that I wanted to have tonight wasn't about me and it wasn't about this particular no. situation. It's a couple of other things that I noticed, but it just, it all kind of came up all at the same time. Well, um, and it's coming up across the world, you know, it's coming up, well, I don't know, across the world, it's coming up across America for sure. You know, we are in election season and it's a very, very weird election season. And, yeah. um, y- you know, I think, I think people are more ready to be nasty with each other than I think I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's, 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 um, it's particularly troubling in this community that's supposed to be about creativity and joy. Yeah. Um, when I think, you know, the unfortunate part is that because there, a lot of us don't have the outlet that we're accustomed to. Yeah. So that builds some frustration and that might be kind of part and parcel with the way that people are kind of acting out. Yeah. Um, the thing that really like stood out to me this week that I, I wanted to kind of get into is something that came across that I thought was like really, really cool. Um, and then, uh, watching a community completely, uh, like ruin it, (laughs) I guess for lack of a better term. So, um, for those of you who follow guitar news, um, Fender released a really cool signature model this week, uh, from an R and B artist, uh, named her it's a H period E period R. Um, she's an R and B singer and a guitar player. And they released this like gorgeous iridescent white strat so pretty. with a matching headstock. It's, it's gorgeous. Yeah. And it's not like one of those, like, you know, squire level ones. It's like a $1,200, you know, signature. It's, it's a, it's a legit, you know, instrument. And, um, it, 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 it was the, it's the first signature model for a black female guitarist that's ever been made. Yeah. So it's, historical in that sense um also kind of crazy that you know in it's we're in the 21st century this is the first time that's happened um there have been plenty of other you know well accomplished uh female guitar players um and female black guitar players for that matter um i the fact that gibson never released the sister rosetta tharp signature like sg custom that would have sold like crazy wouldn't it they could do it right now they could do it right now yeah totally um and I thought it was really cool. I shared a link to it because I just thought it was a gorgeous guitar. I, I mean, those of you who follow me, I like white guitars. It's like my, it's like my thing. I really dig them. Um, and so I was really into it. And um, I made a critical error mm. um, in that the um, I, I saw it on Music Radar, which is typically where I go for music news, but also Guitar World posted it on Facebook. And I went in to read the comments for the guitar world post on Facebook and man really regret doing that Mm. because I saw just a bunch of just terrible comments 
about this really great instrument mm. and this really cool moment. Um, and it just really bummed me out. And it made me really, really like upset. It, it, I, I was, I was compelled to actually comment on how disappointed I was. Mm. Did, and did that make Which a difference in the own? Yeah. It caused its own pile up on I'm top of sure that. Did. I'm sure. Yeah. So, you know, the thing that really just kind of rubs me the wrong way in this whole thing is that I don't think there's any mystery to the fact that the guitar community as a whole is predominantly older and white and male. Yeah. And as two older white males, I, you know. No, yeah, we're, yeah, guilty as charged. We're, we're, we're kind of on brand. Yeah. Um, and what I typically see with a lot of these things, and it happens with all guitar news, is that if it's not for them, they don't like it. And I think that's the problem. Because not everything can be for old white men. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm not saying old white men aren't a particular problem with this. Um, but, you know, I think I see that with like guitars that are, uh, you know, it's pretty, but I can't gent it. You know, like, right. you know, anything that's like my uh, keyhole that I look at music through is, is mm-hmm. you know, anything outside that is just not, just not. Guitar players are startlingly conservative um, yeah. in terms of what they like and what they're willing to accept. I mean, to look at the fact that they're like, six guitar shapes that are possible. Yeah. You know, basses can look like anything, but guitars pretty much it's a Strat or a Les Paul or a, you know, uh, it's, it, there are, there are some shapes that are allowed in yep. guitars and nothing else is unless you're St. Vincent and then that's different. Right. Um, but even that, like she, there's a lot of blowback for that model. Totally. Even though that model is freaking oh, killer awesome. guitar killer. It's the coolest shape. It's, it's totally original. Yeah. It looks and sounds great. Yeah. Like I would love a yeah, And she's an original. And I mean, same with, same with her, like just like a really very, uh, uh, like amazing artist. Mm-hmm. Um, and this guitar, that's this monster. And, uh, but you know, it's, it's, it's seen as like a chick guitar or something. And the, the her right. one has colored, colored fret markers so it's for you know obviously for babies and you know it's like this unwillingness to look outside my preordained expert you know the 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 decision i made when i was eight about what a guitar is supposed to look like right um i don't know it's just it's it's a bummer yeah i mean in in like to your point you're like well i can't jump with this but like there's that whole other side where it's like you have something that's fanned frets or you know a longer scale length or it's eight strings how dare you nine strings how dare you exactly yeah so yeah, we all have this like wheelhouse that we're in. Like, okay, I'm in my white guitar six string wheelhouse. That's <laughs> that's what I like. Yeah. But if you like something else, like a seven strings, what are you a harp player? Right. Come on. Like a part of me would you know would would you know give it a shot. Yeah, try something. No, try something new. I, yeah. Why not? I'm I'm real interested in a baritone guitar. I think baritone would be like the the gateway drug for me. I would I'm really sure. like a baritone I'd, as well. Yeah. Yeah. If you like my favorite thing to do on a baritone is just to play a C chord because it sounds so crazy. Mm. Like you just play like a C form and it's just like, whoa. Yeah. 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 So yeah, I mean, um, I think we as a community just kind of in general suck when <laughs> things are different yeah. than our preferences. Yeah. And it's the whole argument with like rock is dead or guitar music is dead or you know b- pop music is crap. Like it's the same arguments 
told by the same people for like the same reasons. Yeah. It's not for me. Ergo, it's not good. Yeah. And I'm right. And everything else is wrong. Exactly. And it's more important that I be right than that I explore something. Right. You know, I, there's, there's the, I would say a great example of that is Greta Van Fleet. Mm. So like, they are a group of young guys in their early twenties that are aping Led Zeppelin real hard. Yeah. Like real hard. Yeah. And there's a part, there's a, there's a subset of the community that's like rock and roll is back, man. They're, they're doing, they're doing it, you know? And then there's another group that's like, no, like this is not, this isn't pushing music forward, uh, in a constructive way. It's just, it's just kind of ham handed and whatever. And I feel like there are great examples of modern rock bands that are, that are, in my opinion, pushing the genre forward. Um, my personal opinion is that Greta Van Fleet is not one of them, mm. but I don't particularly care if people like them or listen to them. Yeah. It's, I'm just fine with things not being for me. Yeah. Yeah. And I think we as people and we as a community need to just get on board with the fact that not everything's for you. Not everything, yeah, not everything's for you. That's really, you know what? They sell keyboards too. Mm-hmm. I don't know about that. Are those for you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. they sell trumpets. Yeah, the the other example I saw this that was getting a lot of crap was Billie Eilish, uh, Fender released a Billie Eilish signature ukulele. <laughs> I didn't see that. It's, That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. It's fine. Yeah. If she wants to, and they're like, oh, she's not a great ukulele player. It's like, why would fender go to the trouble of making a signature guitar for a for an artist that no one knows right that makes no sense right. people need to understand that if a company is coming out with a signature model it's because they looked at the artist they looked at their perspective um fan base and they looked at their perspective fan bases discretionary income right. and they go, can we make money doing this? Yes. Yeah. It's, it's not about, it. it's not about endorsing or, um, a well, kind of about endorsing. It's not, it's not, it's not a, I don't know. It's a branding move. It's a sales move. It's that, you, you know, it's not, um, it's not even as official as the rock and roll hall of fame. No, but people are like, what, you know, Oh, she does. She's got a signature, you know, a signature instrument. Like what has she ever done? Was like, well, she sold more records than you ever will. Yeah. Um, and the thing that people need to just get over is the fact that like, it, it, it's a hard truth and I don't necessarily, you know, it's not, I don't know if business isn't fair, but like Fender's going to make more money selling Billie Eilish ukuleles than Ibanez ever made selling Tosin Abbasi's signature guitars. No question. And by the way, some people are going to get into ukulele thanks to the Billie Eilish ukulele and become musicians and that yep. nobody can see as a bad thing. So and no disrespect to Tosin Abasi, but like nobody looks at or listens to Tosin, you know, Tosin Abasi or animals as leaders and goes, I want to pick up guitar. That's right. Every time I listen to that stuff, I go, I quit. Yeah. Like it's over, yeah. man. Yeah. Game over. I, I will never, yeah, I will never be that good. Yeah. Um, well, no, so, no, no, but maybe if you buy that guitar, maybe, uh, you know, um, Jeff Roggendorf, who is one of the uh, members of the group and is a, a, a friend of the pod, he's got one of the Abbasi signatures that, like, Tosin played. Nice. And um, it's really cool, but, like, 
if you handed it to me, you know what I would do? I would play like eastbound and down. Right. <laughs> right. Cause that's what I, right. that's what I know what to do right. with the guitar. Right. Yeah. No, I'd immediately pull out sweet home Alabama. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, this, this is a bit of a ranty episode, yeah. but like, I, I just don't like, I don't like seeing people that I respect and, um, musicians that I look up to, uh, being crappy to other musicians. Yeah. There's just no point. There's no benefit. There's no upside to being crappy to other people. All of us are just tr- doing the best that we can. And, and some of, we all have our own individual strengths, but like, it's not your job to, you know, be crappy. Yeah. And, and you don't have to police other people's stuff. Just, you know, you, know, you can let so, them have their stuff. Yeah. They're happy. They like what they do. Yeah. Who cares if you do? Yeah. It, it really doesn't matter. No. They probably like so, food you don't like too. Just yeah. calm down. Like another good example of that, like I posted, um, I posted a so me playing the solo to him be the best shot on <laughs> TikTok, which, you know, I shouldn't know what I was doing. <laughs> and somebody was like a really crappy, like I, it was like, guess that solo is like a crappy version of him be their best shot. I was like, it was like a note for note. Like a, I, I did it. Like I learned it mm. and I played it right. But because, you know, this, this is just, this is just one of those things about musicians is that we tend to be insecure. Um, <laughs> it's just sad reality. Yep. Um, I'm insecure about things and my insecurity presents itself in certain specific ways. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that just toxic culture of musicians crapping on other musicians is just it's it's it sucks it's i don't like it it's bad it's bad and it's it's even worse you know the internet's one thing but like i i know musicians who do it like in real life sure. they're just crappy yeah. to people yeah yeah and it's really unnecessary and i've been in bands with those people and i've i've worked in i've had working relationships with with musicians like that and um i don't like it yeah and the money's not worth it like i've definitely been in like there was one band that I was, I was working with pretty actively and, um, they, they stopped calling and that was fine by me because the fact of the matter was if they had kept asking me, I would have eventually just said no yeah because it just wasn't, it wasn't worth the emotional just drama that was, you know, getting super passive aggressive phone calls for things that like weren't of any importance, <laughs> um, just because somebody felt like they they were disrespected or you know didn't get the final word or you know just it's it's just it's it's sad and it's pathetic and we could do so much better as a community yeah and it contrasted with when you find the right group when you find the right bunch and it's like politics free and drama free and everybody's just on everybody's side you know um well and like just the vibe like just having those moments yeah on stage where like things just work and it's just like that electricity that you feel yeah yeah um and, and when it's not there and you're having to manufacture it because the personal dynamics suck is just, it, it's terrible. It's I don't, it, it's the worst. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather not play shows than, than do that. I mean, I think we can arrange that these days. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah we can afford to be picky, uh, in these particular deals. Yeah. So, I mean, like the, this thing coming up this weekend, like, you know, we're, we're trying to figure out song, song lists and stuff, but everybody seems really cool and down to do whatever and, and, and flexible and, you know, so I'm looking forward to the one getting on stage before 
members only gets a chance to do it, but and, and also doing it in a market where like the stakes are lower because I don't know anybody right. and you know it's a private event, but like just to kind of get my my feet under me. Um but I'm also looking forward to the potential of like things being fun. Yeah. And exciting. Yeah. You know, it's it's just it's a four piece band and no tracks and just like we're just gonna go out there and do it. Grip you know? it and rip it, right? So um it's awesome. Yeah, I guess ran over. Stop being crappy. Stop being Be crappy. Cool, like be excited for for cool things happening for other people. Yeah, it's really great. It really sets you free. Yeah, um, abundance mindset is something that we talk about a lot. But like, seriously, y'all, just like, be be happy for other people. Yeah, even if it's not your thing. Yeah, especially if it's not your thing. Yeah, be like, nope, it's not for me, but good for them. Yeah, yeah. I, I, there's there's not even any chance I'd want to compete with it. Yep. God bless. Go get them. Next hope time, you, hope you thrive. Next time, right? some, next time that you bump up against something, just say those those two things. Good for them, yep. not for me. Yeah. And just w- move on. Yeah. That's all you have to do. Or just say nothing. Yeah. My seven-year-old has learned the phrase, don't yuck my yum. <laughs> Which is pretty good. I like it. It's pretty good. And she reminds me, you know, like, she's putting something on a sandwich the other day. I don't remember what. And it was like, really? Daddy, don't yuck my yum. All right, kid. Fair. I won't. That's that's it. It was uh, uh, um, bread and butter and Cool Ranch Doritos. I can see where that works. I can't, but I am not going to yuck her yum. So yeah. there you go. I mean, bread's good, butter's good. Yeah, salt, little cool salt, are good. and then mm-hmm. cool ranch Doritos. Yeah, and there's like saltiness and fattiness. I mean, I can totally get the soft and crunch at the same time. I'm all about mm-hmm. that. It's the I'm not a big fan of cool ranch Doritos generally, so adding them to okay. stuff is probably not. No, but I mean, it's not for me. It's just fine for you. Yep, good for you. Good for you. Not for me. Not for me. Yeah, no big deal. So when somebody says, I have a Crunchwrap Dorito or a, a Cool Ranch Dorito cool signature Ranch. Um, zither. Hey, man. It's <laughs> not for me, but good for you. God bless. Yep. For sure. That being said, if you can get a signature Cool Ranch Dorito, like, get me in touch. Who, I, I can, who's signing them? I. I, I, who, who knows? <laughs> I'll tell you, the, 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 cra- the craziest uh, signature thing I've seen uh, as of recent is uh, Travis Scott, who is a rapper, has a signature meal at McDonald's right now. <laughs> and you know who's buying it? Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. yeah. My my 10-year-old son was super stoked okay. to go and get the Travis Scott meal, Great. which is literally a quarter pounder with cheese meal with bacon and a barbecue sauce for your fries. That's literally it. Oh, that sounds great, actually. Yeah, I mean, he's he's getting his bag, so I mean... Everybody's getting fed and he's making money and Ronald's Ronald's making out. And I mean, where's the bad, right? I couldn't tell you. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's it. I think that's where we're at. I think so. So next week there'll be some, some post gig discussions and then there'll be another gig to, uh, to prep for. Yep. And so yep. Uh, I think we have a, um, we have a distra- distraction cast with, uh, with Sheltie on the, on the radar coming up pretty soon here. Yeah. So that, I think we can, I think we can, can we squeeze one in before October? I don't know if we can. Well, next, I mean, October, October 1st is, th- is next Thursday. So, okay. Maybe that's what we'll do. We, Dan and I have been talking about doing it, planning something. Well, actually let's talk about it since we can kind of mull it over and see if anybody's interested. Yeah. Uh, Dan and I are considering doing sober October, um, just as a way to dry out. <laughs> I don't know if you've been watching the or, or listening to the pod for the past few months. Um, you know, 
we've been having some bevies as I call them <laughs> um, with our, with our episodes. So uh, we're going to see if maybe taking a month off from alcohol makes us feel any better. Uh, maybe it won't, but you know, I'm open we, to the idea that it might. I did it last year. I've done it. I've, I've typically taken a month off periodically throughout the year and uh, now just seems as good a time as any. Sure. So um, if that's something that you're interested in and you know, we can make it a whole thing um, or you can, you can just, you know what you can do? You can go on the group and you can, you can talk about how bad of an idea. It yeah. Is. Yeah. And t- tempt us with could, beverages. You could, you could yuck our young. Hey. That's what you could do. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> but if it's something you're interested in, hit us up. Um, you know, we, we've been wanting to talk about it, so maybe we'll do it. Yeah. And maybe we'll do the, distra- the distraction cast next week. Yeah. That'd be good too. Sounds good. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, I lost my feed, so I don't know uh, about the comments going in. Uh, thanks to uh, Brent and a couple of the other guys for uh, dropping some lines in for commentary and just joining us on this little ride of, you know, airing of grievances. Yeah. But once again, thank you for uh, checking us out. The best way that you can support us as a podcast is to take this episode when you listen to it and share it to your social media pages, your Instagram story on whatever, tag your friends. Um, you know, this is how this is how this word gets around for us because uh, Apple and Spotify is not doing it. So, you know, all we can do is uh, share it amongst our networks and um, leave a review if you haven't done so already. All of that stuff really helps us. Otherwise, uh, thanks for tuning in for, you know, all of these weeks and so on and so forth. So from Atlanta, Georgia, I'm Adam Johnson. From Greensboro, North Carolina, I'm Dan Ray. You've been listening to the Coverman Confidential Podcast, episode 121. Have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. If you want to help us, be sure to share us with your friends, follow us on social media, and if you haven't already, please leave a review for us on the podcast platform of your choice. Facebook.com slash CoverBandConfidential, Instagram at CoverBandConfidential, and Twitter at CoverBandConfid. If you have any questions, please email us at CoverBandConfidential at gmail.com, and consider supporting us on Patreon, Patreon.com slash CoverBandConfidential. And for more info, check out www.CoverBandConfidential.com.